What do you say you and me take a walk over to the tavern? Let's pull up a chair. A little something to eat. <laughs> Welcome to the Mouse and Castle. Come on, Johnny. What are we waiting for? This is a gathering place for fans of all things Disney. So sit back, chow down, have some sips, and chit-chat about the magical world created by Walt Disney. Disney. For too long, I've been parched of thirst and unable to quench it. <laughs> oh, hi there. Welcome back to the Mouse and Castle podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us. We're back for another episode this week. You know, sometimes, usually, it's like an every other week, a bi-weekly podcast. Every other week we're doing a show. But we're back again this week. Because we just had some breaking news, did we not, Aaron Goins? We're back so soon, I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't, right? That's probably, we don't have notes. What do we, I know, we, we don't even have show notes. That's how crazy this is. We're just um, winging it. Winging news it. came and we decided to talk about it. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, um, and that news is, well, I mean, just take a guess. What do we always talk about on the show? This should be the Galaxy's Edge podcast because that's exactly what it is star wars galaxy's edge to open may 31st at disneyland resort and august 29th at disney's hollywood studios take a listen to this awesome audio the galaxy is closer than you think Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, opening May 31st at Disneyland Resort and August 29th at Walt Disney World Resort. That's right. May 31st. Where Just in case anyone was confused, the, the like at the beginning of that, that was Riley talking and not the actual <laughs> Well, I really, you know, it's, the, it's the text. Riley you know. has not been hired by Disney to, to do voiceover. <laughs> That's true. Unfortunately, because I could, I can do the honest voiceover. Are you ready for the honest voiceover, Aaron? Coming yeah. May 31st, exactly 67% of Galaxy's Edge for you to... <laughs> um, we were just talking about this on the on the Star Wars Report this week, and uh, Aaron, I gotta say, some of my more uh, Star Warsy compatriots were kind of crapping on the old uh, Galaxy's Edge, so I'm glad we get to, like, clear the air, and I can, like, I can, like, talk about it in true, pure, naive excitement. <laughs> With my Disney bro, uh, because I like the strategy behind the the dates they chose. If you yeah, think about so it, so let me get your reaction. Are you surprised that they're that they decided to open early? What do you think the reasoning is here? Your thoughts? I think May thirty first isn't too far off of what we were thinking, anyways. We were all thinking Disneyland was going to be June. Mm, yeah. So by by saying May thirty first, it's literally one day before June. Yeah. Which I do think is strategic because it's like, wow, they opened it in May. Mm, yeah, know, but really they're opening in June, um, and then the the opening day for Florida though does surprise me. August, although once again August 29th, so it's basically September, but still it's the day before my birthday. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> but we'll, that's, we'll be at Dragon Con. It's a lot earlier than I think most people expected when mm. they were, when they said fall. You yeah, know, so I was thinking November. I was even thinking, you know, wine and dine. When we're down there for the race, that it might not be be open by then, but now it will be. 
Yes. So, no, absolutely. One more thing we can do while we're down And there. it'll have been open for a while, so hopefully the crowds are... Yeah, even the crowds may have died down by, maybe, by November. By, maybe by 10%, maybe. I mean, it'll be um, two months later, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, it should... Well, November would probably be a really good time to go to Galaxy's Edge. And they, they, they are literally say, saying, and this is straight from the Disney Parks blog, they're calling it, that's right, it's debuting early because of high guest interest in experiencing this new immersive land on opening day for Phase 1. You'll be able, they're literally calling it Phase 1. You'll be phase able to one. live your own Star Wars story and take control of the most famous ship in the galaxy aboard the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, sample the amazing galactic food and beverages and explore an intriguing collection of merchant shops and more and by more they mean not rise of the resistance <laughs> because that's the big that's the other big piece of news is that they're opening it without rise of the resistance being open yet uh thus essentially making it a massive soft opening i guess is like a, a giant yeah. version of a soft opening a phased opening is something none of us predicted no. You know, as uh-huh. much as we were kind of speculating about how they were going to do this, how are they going to handle crowds, nobody was like, oh, maybe they'll only open half of it. You know, that's just something we didn't think about. And uh, it's surprising and it's kind of disappointing because it's yeah. like if you want to take, if you want to really put in the effort to make a trip, especially if you're on the East Coast and you're flying all the way out to the West Coast, it's like, <laughs> I want to see that. it all. You know, oh, I got to come back, you know, so maybe, maybe you go see the first half out in California and then wait until the second phase opens and go see that in Florida. But yeah. it is kind of disappointing that you have to take two separate trips or you just wait till phase two opens to see everything. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that That's true. And But it'll also really help with the, the dispersing of the interest in terms of crowd control. And I think that yeah. really is the sin. It, the two main reason is financial. It's open longer throughout the whole summer months or at least in the case of Disneyland. And then by phasing it out, uh, they'll probably have more people willing to wait until both attractions are open um, to, to do that. But there's still going to be an enormous amount of dela- uh, demand, specifically at Disneyland, which is we've talked about before, uh, structurally smaller park, not as equipped for large crowds because you have basically it's the Disney parks, but there's only two parks right across from each other. And that's what gets all of the crowds. Whereas at least at Disney World, you have the disbursement of interest where you have all of the different parks that uh, kind of defray the the crowds a little bit. So the way they're handling that for this phase one opening for Disneyland, they're not doing this with Disney World, by the way. But with Disneyland, uh, if you're going there between May 31st and June 23rd, ooh, ooh, me... That's us, Aaron. That's you and me. We're, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, you, uh, you'll need a valid theme park admission check, uh, and you'll need to make a no-cost reservation subject to availability to access Galaxy's Edge specifically. Information on how to make a reservation is going to be available at Disneyland.com and the Disney Parks blog. Um, Which is not out there yet. Battery so sold we still separately. don't know what that means. No, we don't. Uh, guests staying at one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels during these dates will receive a designated reservation. However, however, uh, one reservation is per guest and valid theme park admission is required, and this does not guarantee access to Galaxy's Edge. I remember the first time I read this, and there's also frequently asked questions, because Aaron, you and I are immediately talking about, well, how do we do this? And the, mm-hmm. reserving the resort seems to be the way to go. But even yeah. that isn't a guarantee but it, I mean, it guarantees you a reservation, but we don't even know it. Uh, but the reservation doesn't guarantee you access to the park? Question mark. 
there's warning labels slapped all over this thing. <laughs> right. Because they don't want to promise, you know, it is kind of weird that they're making you get a reservation, quote unquote reservation, but it still doesn't guarantee entry. So you could, you know, you could go online whenever they release these reservations, get one, you could, you know, book a room, get a reservation that way. Is this, uh, is and this just like, be so crowded. Is this covering your butt you legally? In. Like they're going to try and like say 99% of everybody's going to get in, but they're just covering their butt in case someone gets a reservation and doesn't get I it think in. So, so they don't, I think, yeah. I think that's exactly what it is, is they're just, they're covering their bases just in case somebody doesn't get in. But I think most people that get a reservation will get in, if not all. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, booking a room seems like the way to go, but don't tell anybody because we got to get our room first. Don't tell you. Yeah. Um, no, we're in the process of working on that right now, but, um, and we will report to you our experience on this very podcast, uh, of what galaxy's edge is like. Interesting little blurb here in the official blog. Uh, where they talk about, you know, park admission, attractions, and land entry. In the land entry section, they're saying, quote, because we anticipate galactic excitement during the opening months this year, we are planning ahead to deliver the best possible experiences for our guests. Galaxy's Edge will be uh, open during normal park operating hours. It will not be included in the ed- extra magic hour or magic morning at Disneyland Park. It will be available during extra magic hours at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So again, hedging against the Disneyland crowd, but not evidently not so worried about it at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. So what? Uh, explain to me again, uh, Disney Rube in a lot of ways. Still, uh, extra magic hours is what you get if you stay at a resort and you can stay later or go in earlier. How does that work? Yeah, extra magic hours are for people that stay at Disney resorts, and it could mean it. And it it changes depending on the time of year and the day of the week, but. Sometimes it means getting into a park early. Sometimes it gets you get to stay late. Tends to be, you know, everyone else, all the the muggles have to leave uh, and um, don't get to get on the rides after for extra magic hours. So that can be, you know, advantageous. But I guess not for Galaxy's Edge. Well, not for Galaxy's Edge and Land, but it is. They are saying it will be available. It will be available during extra magic hours at Hollywood Studios. Um, ah, okay. Which means that. Uh, and I guess this we can have more of this conversation offline, but uh, that tempts me to try to even find possibly a Disney, maybe even a one night stay at a Disney resort while we're just to get the extra uh, magic hours. Uh, it could be there. worth it for Galaxy's Edge, couldn't it? Right? Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll 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 talk. Although I would I would be interested to see what the prices are, because oh, uh, I know they jack the prices up even just for Disney run events. Oh sure, um, yeah. So if there's especially that's when we're going. Yeah, that if you have the combination of Disney Run, plus uh, food and wine, yeah. and the race, I think the prices for any hotel room at a Disney resort yeah. is going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, and they they definitely and they they explicitly say here again in the pieces that fast passes will not be available for Smuggler's Run. They will continually evaluate our operations and services in order to help provide a great guest experience. Um, hmm. Yeah, the the fast pass thing too. That's I mean, if you really think about that. What that means for you mm. is you, you know, there's one premier ride that's yeah. going to be open, uh, which is the Millennium Falcon ride. And if you can't get a fast pass for that thing, uh, yeah. you know, flight of passage is three hour wait, you know, that's, and that's, oh, gosh. that's a, a typical, <sighs> you know, I think it's probably died down now, but even the last time I was at Disney World, it was like um, an hour and a half, it was two hours, two hours. Yeah. I remember asking, it was like just under two hours, like one forty-five or something when you and I were there at wine and dine last year. Yeah. And then I went again in, um, in the spring 
Yeah. Uh, mm. Well, no. Did you? Were you? You weren't at this last wine and dine in November, right? Uh, n- you skipped that one. No, this this past one I I skipped. That was the rain okay. one. <clears throat> so you're talking two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was talking, yeah, yeah. Slip yeah. The so this there. last one in 2018, um, it, we stayed till the park closed, and then right before the park closed, we jumped into line for uh, flight of passage, and, and it was still a two hour wait. What the um, heck? Jeez. So yeah, so so I'm thinking, uh, if it's the only ride at Galaxy's Edge and everyone's going to Galaxy's Edge, that's going to be some re- that might be set records for how long of a wait it's going to be just to ride that thing once. It may be your day. Your day may be waiting for that ride. So it's kind of like, do you skip the ride and just enjoy the land the first time you go? I mean, kind of, maybe. Maybe, or do you do? Probably just do a two day visit, and then the first day wait in line for the ride. Second day, enjoy the land. Although the reservation's only for one day, I don't think they give you more, right? Maybe they it might do. be for the amount of days you're staying in the room. Oh, okay. it's one reservation per person, but they don't I'm say how if you many have two day consecutive tickets, days. You get in both days. Yeah, hmm. we need to. Yeah, we need more details. We do. I know it's decisions I've read have to through be the made. FAQ. It's still not 100 percent clear. Yeah, no, it's and I I think it's it's kind of frustrating that it almost seems purple, purposely ambiguous. But you know that's that's the way it goes. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I guess. And the big th- concern is crowds. Like uh, talking to the the crew over on Star Wars Report this week, that was their sort of big thing. It was like, hey, it's not going to be worth it. It's not going to be fun. I'm like, I understand, but 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 but, but, but Star Wars. <laughs> that's my- Plus, it's the event of it. You're right. going. I mean, some the crowd is part of it. The excitement. The people that are going to go early those are the diehards yeah you know you're gonna be surrounded by your people yeah it's not like you're just waiting in line with a bunch of random tourists like these are people that have been waiting just as long as you have and are just as excited as you yeah. are like yeah, so i mean it's the event of long it. before there was ever even a discussion about doing anything like a mouse and castle podcast aaron and i have been planning to go to the opening of galaxy's edge like pretty much ever since they announced it it was a conversation we had like yeah we got to go like around opening it's got to it's got to be a thing but it's also funny that your your friend and mine, Teresa, is the one who is like uh, poo pooing the crowds because in of the in the weird upside down universe we live in, I'm the one now that's really hyped about the Disney Park thing because I used to be the Disney curmudgeon, and now I've totally switched sides. Um, hey, they released some concept art. This will let's touch on this real quick before we end this episode. It's a shorter one this week, but we just had to talk about it because of the the breaking news. The um, concept art for galaxy's edge shops part that was part of this announcement and we're seeing some new pieces some some old pieces too i have here but uh feel free to open up the link uh aaron we'll have a link to this in the episode show notes over at mouseandcastlepodcast.com but it shows uh quite a few interesting uh pieces august cantina the docking bay food and cargo oh here's the milk stand that's interesting um any of these jump out to you aaron um, is this new? I, I I'm trying to see what you're talking about here. Is it in the? Let's see. They they have this. Yeah, I sent you a link because some of these are old ones. But if you keep scrolling through, they have like a ton of images, uh, listed throughout the uh, restaurant. And some some of them are hyperlinked. So if you click through like Docking Bay Seven or Ogus Cantina, they're all hyperlinked in this uh, WDW info uh, article that we have. And again, we'll have it in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I see it now. Um. I'm actually going to... We talked about the restaurants already a lot in last episode. So I'm actually going to highlight the Droid Depot. We actually have some graphics. 
Uh, basically, you get parts off of a conveyor belt, build your own customized droid, either an R-series or BB-series. Droids will be able to interact with some elements of the land and respond to guest behaviors. Chips and accessories can be added to customize the droids even more. Uh, there's also pre-built droids if you don't want to go through the trouble. Again, sort of like the lightsaber sh- uh, shop, like Savvy's Workshop. Same, you can build your own and kind of go through the, you know, discovering your wand experience, so to speak. Uh, or you can just buy them outright. And, and uh, oh yeah, and Doc Ondar's Den of Iniquities, we have some of the merch that they have here. Uh, holocrons, uh, animatronic Doc is at his desk barking orders to assistants and inventory. Ooh, they have the Sith lamp, the Sith genie lamp. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Um, and then, of course, we talked about that, but like the Toy Dairy and Toy Maker, they have the, the in-universe Star Wars toys. Uh, first, order cargo, first Order Cargo and Resistance Supplies. That's where you can get your badges, hats, pins, and other items. This is like clothing. Um, and I love that they, they kind of have separate shops based on type of item. Black Spire Outfitter choose clothing that you can create your own galactic style. Wait, is this? Ooh. Wait a second. I'm looking at this. Are you looking at this? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you can wear this stuff if you buy it there? Yeah. Because that's that's cosplay. Oh, it's, you can totally like. I think if up. you go to Hollywood Studios now. Yeah. In the you know in that area where you can see BB-8 and Kylo Ren and Chewbacca. Um, they actually have a store kind of at the end that you can you can buy some clothes that are very very much like hey if I lived in the Star Wars universe this is what I would wear, and I think this is more of that type of idea that you essentially can cosplay as a citizen of the galaxy, um, so you can kind of wear those more galactic styles, um, which I feel like would be cool to do if you got a group together to all yeah. do it together. Yeah, no, that would be cool, especially if and you, no one's going to wonder if you're part of the cast or not because the cast members are going to still have a very identifiable badge. Yes, but still kind of looks in wear. universe if you look at it. Instead of the Magic Castle uh, like uh, logo that you would see on normal Disneyland cast members, it's a little black mm-hmm. spire, the kind of uh, and and the person's name's going to be there, and then they're in English but also in Arabesh underneath, which is cool. I actually tagged you on an Instagram video. Uh, that where yeah. they show um, it's really cool. I did they watch sh- that. Yeah, they show different cast members who already work at Disneyland and show them offering the job, the opportunity to work a gig at Galaxy's Edge, and it's their reaction as they get this news, and it's awesome. There's like this bartender dude. He looks like they just like dragged him right out of the the kitchen, and he's still wearing his apron and stuff. And they're like, "We'd like to offer you the opportunity to you know be a bartender at Olga's Cantina," and the dude's like, "Yeah." Like, how great would that be if you were a bartender that you could just be the bartender in Star Wars? <laughs> I am, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Anything else of this uh, jump out to you, Aaron? Uh, no, I'm just curious to see what, you know, what's going to be open in phase one versus phase two. Yeah. Um, because you know, you the, the only thing they're talking about so far that I'm aware of is just the Rise of the Resistance attraction. Yeah, I had come across, I was trying to find it, as you were talking, I was trying to find this so I could back it up with some facts, but I had seen a list at one point on the Disneyland website of the other things that were going to be open. Oh, like they're, and, oh, okay. And it was including, uh, I believe, the the milk stand, so oh. where you can get the blue and green milk is going to be open, o- Oga's Cantina is going to be open, hmm. and um, 
it was another stand that I forget the name of it that were going to be open. Uh, but it did say that there wouldn't be there wouldn't be availability to make any sort of reservations for food yet. Oh, okay, which makes sense just because of the yeah. limited locations for it. I don't think you sit down dinner isn't really going to be a thing at Galaxy's Edge as much. I would no, guess. No. I would guess that's but, not really why you're there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, that's really going to do it. It's a short episode this week, but I uh, wanted to swoop in, talk about the opening dates. Aaron, I'll tell you what, man, I, I can't wait. Uh, we're working to, it, it, I mean, it's looking like the 15th. We're nailing down the dates right now as we speak. By the time you hear this podcast, we'll probably have locked it in for when we actually go out to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I can't wait. And I also can't wait to compare it to Orlando in the same year. I'm actually, it's pretty, it works out nicely that way that we'll be able to do that once the wine and dine run comes. Yes, and I, I'm going to be at Disney in a couple days. Oh, dang. Yeah, so we'll get to your so, report. Uh, maybe, I be, maybe Flight I of Passage I won't be going to Hollywood Studios, down. so I won't be able to peek over the wall or anything like that, but I'm, you know, I am making a, a work trip to Orlando, so I'm going to Love swing it. by. I'll, I'll probably do Disney Springs, Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah, so nice. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll bump into a listener or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, if you see a, if you see a absurdly happy... But salty-looking, thirty-nine-year-old. Uh, thirty-nine. I don't want to guess. I don't want to guess. Never mind. Whoops. Dangerous territory. This is uh, how you describe me. <laughs> it's Aaron Goins. He'll probably have like quite a, a weekend happy, scruff. Weekend salty. scruff will be there. <laughs> yes, there will be scruff. I won't be wearing Mickey ears, but I could be wearing a Mouse and Castle shirt. Ooh, there you go. So. We'll take lots of pictures, and we'll get a report back from what you what you do out there. Last time you got, we got a great report on the Toy Story. Toy Story Land, so that was exciting times. Um, and then, uh, well, of course, uh, it'll literally be but uh, f- two months later, we'll be out there at the old uh, edge of the galaxy. Until next time, may the Force be with you always. Oh man, I can't wait! I totally dude. thought you were gonna at least do a quick segment about the Disney Plus uh, news. Oh, Disney! Wait, there's Disney Plus news. Yeah. Wait, what happened? I, did I miss something? They were in the same call that they released all the Galaxy's Edge stuff. They said that they're going to be uh, releasing the entire library. Oh, yeah, of Disney I did movies see that. Holy onto Disney Plus. I hey. So they can I talk about me being vault. right? Can we talk about me being right? Because I said that on the show, right? Was or was it Star Wars I, Report? I said it on. I don't know. I do. I do think you had said that that would be a good selling point or I, something. So I did. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. No. Yes. No. <laughs> that's worth. It, that's worth entry. Like cost right? of entry. Of course. Right there. And they're like they're trending. Like the stuff I'm hearing. Like all the rumors are, their prices are going to be significantly under Netflix because they want. They don't want to. I don't want to compete with Netflix. They want to be the person that a Netflix customer wants to also have. Um, right, so I'm yeah. like, like the six, seven, eight dollar range is, is stuff I'm hearing, but yeah, man, that's, I can't wait. I will be able to listen to it. We'll be subscribed to it. And whenever we want to do like a Disney movie night, I don't have to pay freaking, you know, yeah. $5 to rent it every time. So you have the entire library right at your fingertips. You can mm-hmm. watch Dumbo anytime you want. Exactly. Hey, Dumbo coming out this month. Yes. We actually have true. Disney movies coming out again. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, man. We'll have to watch that one. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like the... Uh, <laughs> what was it? Nutcracker in the Four Nutcracker, Realms. Nutcracker, which like, we just... Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, no. That's like the most us as Disney fans ever. You know, it's the new <laughs> Disney... Mo- oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. We have yet to do a timely review, although I'd say Mary Poppins we did pretty timely. I mean... But it, every no, other one that came out since uh, Wreck-It Ralph, we were like a month late on. <laughs> Incredibles we never talked about. Uh, I know. You know. <laughs> I know. It's so bad.